Mark, Guillaume, James, Mel, Zach. This is David. Terrier. This is PSG Talking. Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Well, hello everyone. Uh, this is a post PSG Dortmund, kind of late podcast. You know, it's kind of challenging for uh, the whole podcast team at, at PSG Talk to gather. Gather. Uh, we all cross a uh, few continents and many time zones, so it's, it's, you know, we wish we would have done earlier, but better later than never. Who do we have this week? We have Mr. James. Hi, how's it going? We've been worse. We have Kose. <laughs> hey, Kose. Uh, you know, just practicing my social distancing and happy to be here. It's true. Uh, the amazing Matt Gooding. So I'm social distancing away from all of you on another continent. So <laughs> and a newcomer, Tyron. Hello, Tyron. Can you uh, briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. For sure. How are you guys doing? My name is uh, Tyrone. I am one of the newest members of, proud members of the PSG Talk team, uh, representing the, the Miami markets down here in South Florida. So social distancing, but, you know, getting a chance to enjoy the, uh, the warm weather and the palm trees. So um, to, to Miami... Uh, PSG talk people with Terry. We haven't seen Terry in a long time. Oh, it's good to know. Yeah, I, I can definitely meet Terry. There's actually um, there's the PSG fan club down here that gets together at a bar every once in a while that I've been to once or twice. So maybe we've we've passed and passing at some. Point. Yeah, it's true. Maybe you he was there and you guys didn't know. All right, let's uh, let's focus on the game. I assume we all watched it. Who was optimistic? Like optimistic before the game. Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, you have, you know, I saw on Twitter, you were like, yeah, yeah, um, we don't have Mr. One Person on the podcast. That's, that's, no, we do not. Uh, one member of the team was really, really not uh, optimistic at all. I think it's more um, a defense mechanism. Preparing himself to, to be disappointed. We all do what we can. I have my own. I'm not going to tell you what I did. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't very optimistic. Uh, you know, we've seen the signs. Remember against Manchester, you turn the TV on, PSG Manchester United, pouring rain, uh, black shirts. Oh. And then immediately, the dread is coming. There was no dread. Did you have a dread feeling during the game? At any point, I never had that one. No, I think um, I was cautiously optimistic. It was one of those things that as a PSG fan, I think you learn okay. to be cautiously optimistic. I think we know what we have, you know, in Neymar and Mbappe. And even with some of the injuries we've had, we always know we have a puncher's chance at all times, right? I think that's, that's what we'll always say. But with this team, it's very heckle and jide or, or um, like um, we never know what is going to turn up, what team is going to turn up. So I think I was like 
a lot of suspensions, a lot of injuries. This can, this can go any way. Um, I could see us winning, but it definitely wasn't a 50, 50 for me. I think I saw Matt in the last podcast said he was like 60, 40. We probably will lose or something like that. I think I was in more of that range with chances were that we could lose. I thought that no fans would aid to Dortmund. Um, I didn't think it would be a big thing, but with them playing on the road, a training game, um, you know, I think it could help them a little bit. So I think it was more just cautiously optimistic about how this potentially would go for me personally, at least. So let, let's do a round table. Um, tell us you, how you felt, how you, you, you felt not about yourself, but about the game and the team um, split between two halves, because this was again, and, and we're getting used to that now, uh, a, a story of two halves. In many, in many ways, this game was similar the way it developed to the Liverpool, PSG Liverpool game. First half, we overwhelmed the, the opponent, the opposition. Second half, get the nacho. Um, let's start with James. Yeah, so before the game started, I, I don't know whether I was optimistic or not. I was just anxious. Um, and once we got that first goal, I was feeling pretty good, but then at about halftime, um, I think we were up 2-0, and I was prepared for them to come out flat, and I was prepared for Dortmund to have some kind of answer and catch us off guard because I've seen it before. Um, and then towards the end, I was worried that – so the whole time I was like, we need three. We need three yeah. for me to feel safe. Um, because they can easily get one in, and if we get one in, I think if they get one in, I think we would have been in trouble. I think the longer the game uh, went, the the more problems we were going to have, especially knowing that uh, Mbappe was going to have to come off the bench um, due to his illness and some of the suspensions that we had. But overall, I was not actually worried uh, too much about the lineup that we were going to have, minus uh, Mbappe not being able to to start. Um, so I, I felt okay, but I will say uh, about 85 minutes in, I was waiting for that other shoe to drop for something to go wrong, and then we have to scramble at the end um, to to figure out what we were going to do, much like the Liverpool game where we had a win and something happened. They scored, we had a tie, and then we spent the last six or seven minutes of the match trying to trying – to, salvage uh, a win so I, I i thought that's kind of where it was going towards the end but i'm very very happy that that is not what happened matt hey Kose, i think your mic is muted just for the moment I didn't oh want very technical of you matt, <laughs> matt your your feel on the on the on the story of the two halves uh, yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a sort of mixed uh, game. I actually think the first goal was like really critical that we got it because I think if if they'd have scored first, I think we'd have been in real trouble. And I wasn't like massively first sort of twenty minutes or so. It felt a bit sort of slow paced. It was really weird, obviously the empty stadium and that. And it, it feels like I was a bit worried we weren't going to get going. But I think once that, <laughs> I think once. Dortmund had a few sort of counter-attacks and like they didn't come to anything. I think we sort of got into our stride a bit and sort of realised that they were quite a beatable team. I mean, obviously, they've got a lot of strengths going forward, but at the back, they're quite dodgy and uh, as it showed with the goals. So I think, I'll, I'm not going to say like early in the first half, I was like, always felt we were going to win, but as sort of more time went on, 
it did feel it felt more like we were in control and I think the second half was a great a really sort of uh, a really just a really mature performance a real sort of good team performance which we're not used to seeing at this point and uh, yeah uh, that's not to say I wasn't like James like really a bit petrified in the last few minutes that something was going to go wrong but that was just I think that was just sort of you know just natural given what's happened in the last few years so yeah I think in terms of what happened on the pitch I think anyone watching it as a sort of neutral sort of perspective would have probably thought our PSG are quite comfortable here and you know going to go through it so it proved uh okay so i wasn't i wasn't too optimistic going in the match um but i also you know wanted to believe i wanted to trust i knew we could pull something off um my issue came down to the fact that um our defense has been really hit or miss or like they've been really good for very long periods of time and then there's moments where they shut off and then get caught sleeping and that's how we got punished during the first game um so i was really scared about what they they could do and what they could score um as an away team um i really did believe though in uh, mark's idea that not having any public would help psg and i thought that was I thought I th- hey, I thought it was like worth something i said he might be on something because you know we're changing they're not there's an, a change in atmosphere they're going to be able to focus strictly on the football and what's going on the pitch they're not going to have you know things going on around them um and they looked they looked a lot a lot focused and a lot determined and i agree with a lot of what matt said that um they started being very cautious and they 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 wanted to impose their game and they wanted to find the first goal and their first opportunity um and obviously neymar and juan bernat are amazing big game players came up and and it looks like we 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 were you know cruising to a, to a perfect win and and i i do agree that um during the end we lost a little bit of our of our i don't want to say defensive solidity because i i feel like towards the end our defensive strategy went more from being a collective defensive team to pretty much everybody just marking and try to keep the ball out um which was nerve-wracking for me but we managed to we managed to you know downplay the danger and and getting this win is absolutely crucial at this moment yeah when kurzawa came in uh tyron yeah i think you know just kind of piggybacking off a lot of the team said um a tale of two halves i think the first half was very um methodical i think that first goal by neymar was crucial um it's nice to see him head the ball. I know that, you know, uh, Ed pointed out that he had just spoken about, you know, being scared to head the ball and, you know, he feels like it's safer to use his feet than his head. So we definitely appreciate time. him. Not this yeah. time. Was <laughs> the third. Did you hear the third? Boosh. I mean, that was like, yeah. okay. You know, the one thing I will say that I think I appreciated from a more tactical aspect of the game was having no fans, the ability to hear Marquinhos barking out orders, kind of yeah. marshalling the defense, marshalling the midfield. You could hear people on the sidelines barking to Neymar, get in position, do this, do that, and a very concerted effort. And so it was actually kind of nice. And also when they scored, um, I think I think it was Jonathan Johnson with on Ed's podcast who pointed this out. Like you could see who – how much it meant to them when they scored, you know, seeing them celebrate, seeing them run to the team. So th- this meant a lot. It definitely was a, a weight lift off their shoulders. But um, 
I think we were all, there was one point I was watching the game at home and I think it was Jaden Sancho's free kick. And I, I couldn't even look at the screen. <laughs> I couldn't even watch the game. I had to like, I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk away and get a cup of water and I'll just see what the score looks like when I get back. Cause I, we all I did, I think we all did. It was just one of those games where I think we all felt like it was a matter of time, but you know, lucky for us, it, it that time wasn't today. You know, it, it wasn't that day. It wasn't on Wednesday and, and we played well and I'm excited about the, these celebrations and I think we'll maybe we'll get to that later but um this is one game and you know hopefully there are a lot more games for us to play and to play at this level and hopefully we do get the opportunity to play in front of our fans and because we're not going to be able to play forever with no fans and 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 no pressure you know that time is going to come again so um but yeah I think um big win two halves they played really well I think Dorman came out was very toothless in the first half and came out a little bit more aggressive in the second half um but Kimpembe played amazing We'll, we'll 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 cover the individual performances, but I think we can t- we can see that Dortmund is not that good of a team. Um, when you play win or go home, second phase of the Champions League, you need to deliver um, both games. That being said, we didn't really deliver during the first um, the first leg, and and. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it and why. But they were not impressive at all. We did have a great team performance defensively. Uh, individually, too, when you see what Cavani and Neymar defensively did. I mean, my God, Cavani. Cavani was unbelievable. He was like a, 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 a defensive midfielder up front. And Neymar, I've never seen Neymar defend like this. Never, ever. But um, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, we, we've seen, again, we've seen PSG being able to play like this. Remember the first, um, the, the, the first few games uh, in this season's Champions League, we had, so Matthew was saying we're not used to it. We, I think we, we may get used to that, to see the team being able when all the players are uh, homogeneous on, on a physical standpoint, there's no huge disparity in form, physical form and mental form between the players. We've seen similar performance in uh, Galatasaray. Yeah, even like last season, the Liverpool game in the group stage was really the Liverpool game. one of the high points of the two-shell sort of era for me. Yes. Everyone works like they ran their bollocks off, didn't they? That even Neymar and like, I think that so we know we can do that. I think just in these, like, that's in the group stage where there's less pressure. Probably if you lose a game, it's not the end of the world. Whereas this is obviously do or die, isn't it? So, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully it becomes a new standard. And, uh, we get well, I, th- I think we, sa- we can start to see a pattern here. Um, say you were, or oh, James, um, or maybe Tyron. Oh, it was James. At the end of, like, the 90, 92nd minute, we, we started to see, like, the the block coming apart. I think physically, you know, when you, when you have such uh, intense defensive performance. Oh yeah, getting, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely happen. Yeah. And, and also Sarabia got swapped for Mbappe, I think for psychological reasons, like, you know, you're, too, you're up to you know Mbappe comes in. It's not good news for, uh, for Dortmund, isn't it? You're, like mentally, it's like, oh crap. But Mbappe, yeah, still, that means they still have to defend too. They don't. They don't get. They to have just to defend too. Send everybody forward because I mean, got... Mbappe was sick as a dog, and and, yeah. and 
and defensively he did very little compared to Sarabia. So um, Kurzawa came in, had a decent, decent performance, but we came apart because physically we were, we were tired, very tired. But we probably can get used to, to that pattern. First half, we're going to score. And uh, we didn't have that many opportunities, so uh, they were clinical. Again, very clinical. Uh, second half. So now let, let's talk about, we, we kind of covered the, the team performance. That was a very satisfactory team performance. Um, even if Neymar was you know, doing great defensively, offensively, you can tell he's not, he's not back to his uh, like eight weeks ago. Right before he injured his, he got a new injury, and then Mbappe was out. That's that's too much at that level. Um, a three 0 would have been great, but they didn't have that third goal in them. But they had everything else. So um, on, let, let let's cover the performance of each player. Um, I think we can skip Navas, uh, even if he had a few decent saves, uh, but. Let's, yeah, let's start with the defense. Let's go defense first, round table, midfield round table, attack round table. Start with James. Your, your evaluation of the defensive performance of the four in the back during this game. Yeah, I mean, it was a clean sheet, so. Um, Against Dortmund. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that speaks volumes of uh, where we were on the road and then, and then coming in, um, what I liked was Kenpembe, to me, seemed to have uh, reclaimed his, his King Pembe moniker. Unbelievable game. Yeah. He, Unbelievable I mean, he was, game. He Hold was on. fantastic. I, I'm going to interrupt you and, and try that fancy. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 21st minute, I'm going to share this and... Um, Poor Simon Piot from Culture PSG is going to get into a lot of trouble because that's his. Um, can you see? Can you see that? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Twenty-first minute. No, no. Look at Kim Pembe. Oh my God! Let's play that again. Oh my God! That was a goal. Yeah. That was a goal. Look at Kim Pembe. Marquinhos is there, Kimpembe accelerating. He's never going to get the ball. He's getting the ball. That was a goal by Haaland. Completely different story. Completely different game. Uh, he pretty much... He pretty much... That was like, you know, central defenders, when they do this type of, of action, it's like a, a, it's like a striker scoring a goal. It was unfreaking believable. Kimpembe, keep going. Yeah, and... and you know, to what I was worried about because that was terrifying when it was going on. You you see the through ball going oh and you're God, like, yes. well, this is going in the back of the net. We're going to have to figure something out. Uh, Kimbebe makes a great tackle. And then there was never another opportunity for that to happen. He didn't have to do it again. So um, I, I, I think that's being able to hear Marquinhos uh, just take command of what was going on back there, orchestrating everybody. Um, it really makes you wonder, you know, because we, we've got a long history of talking about um, Tiago Silva and, and 
and being the captain and leading the back line. I think that we've seen what we can do um, post Tiago Silva. Um, and, and this was very encouraging. I, I just hope that we can be uh, consistent with this. Uh, having one Bernat being active on both ends, he gets a goal. Now As we, can, we can debate on whether or not he should have been in, in where he was when he got the, the goal in the first place um, because you're, you're leaving people you know, being able to scream up the, the, the flanks when that happens. But uh, the point is he put it in the back of the net, so none of that matters. Um, but just having Halan disappear and and Devoured. keeping him off Devoured. and keeping him off the uh, keep him off the scoreboard is it, it, there. There's not much that can be said other than we held Dortmund to a goose egg and we put up two, and it it, it was a great day um, for PSG. Zero shot on uh, target by Dortmund in the second half. Kose, the defense. Um, so one of the things that I think that it was more, most clearly that we lacked during the first leg was the defense. Um, so it made sense that we were starting, um, three different people in the defensive line than what we started in Dortmund. Um, we finally saw Juan Bernard come back in, which is personally one of my favorite players in a PSG shirt. Um, and I've loved him ever since he came in. So I welcomed, I welcomed the, the change in formation. Um, I thought Paredes should be starting from a long time ago. So this formation was something that really looked good to me, especially the defense. Um, I was a little bit nervous seeing Kerr um, started right back, but can, can be worse than Munir, right? So <laughs> I guess we'll just take it. Um, other than that, I was just checking some stats. Um, I did see that PSG almost have double the number of tackles that Dortmund have, um, which really tells how forward and how, um, you know, he's always, Kipembe's always trying to be one step before, one step forward. And that sometimes works really good. And you can have 21 tackles um, in a single game compared to Dortmund's 12. Um, but I also think that it is a little bit, it works because of the team we played. Um, but I think that if we played a team that relies a lot more on passing and possession and wouldn't risk passes so much, could be more dangerous. Um, and it would remind us of how like David Luiz did against teams like Barcelona, where he always overcommits um, before he... Anyway, not a, not an eye to, to criticize Kimpembe. He was absolutely fantastic, um, absolutely marshaled that defense, paired fabulously with Marquinhos. Bernard was the man... Man of the match, um, if, according to UEFA, they gave him like the little trophy and everything. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had nine interceptions, 22 clearances, um, 42% um, tackle success, which wasn't amazing. But, but overall, the clean sheet against a team that knows how to score and that has the ability to score is something to look at, um, especially considering they caused so many, so many issues uh, during the... The, the first leg, so it is a good, it is a good, um, it is a good indicator that we're progressing. But I think that the stats can also tell us that our defense is still a risk in our game. All defenses at that level, I mean, give a, give us a team, maybe Bayern Munich, um, like defensively, at that level with the players, uh, the, the the level of 
technicality and physicality of, of forwards in the Champions League. I mean, you know, you, you need a culture. If, if Italian clubs could be back, well, Juve is still at that level. But uh, like the, the, the fortress team uh, culture, um, well, Atletico Madrid. Let's okay. go. Yeah. So Atletico. So my, my <laughs> reference is AC Milan, the great, the great Milan of the, of the 90s. That was a fortress, but that's a culture. That's a, that's a really like, it takes like decades to develop and grow that culture and, and you, you build your team and club around that culture. Catenaccio, that's a, that's a you know. Yeah. So, and I am biased. I am biased. I will accept that I am biased because I really love the 4-4-2 sitting back um, counter when you can. That is my, my preferred style of football. So, you know, seeing, seeing these players take so many risks makes me a lot, very nervous sometimes. But sometimes, clearly it worked today. Um, and we had to have movement and spark and flair to get that win. Um, we scored the two goals early, which was fantastic. Um, and then did something that we've not been able to do, which is hold down the second half um, and get our, get our asses to the door. So um, I, I couldn't be happier. And, and very, 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 very good job on the defense. Tyrone, the defense. Yeah, I think, you know, um, starting from right back, I think I'm – you know, in the same boat as Guillaume. I, I wasn't too nervous about Tilo. I actually felt really good about that. I think I love him. Personally, I love you know, when it comes to Mounier, I think I will give up the attacking potency to move up the flank and, you know, throw in a cross to have more defensive stability in the back end. Um, and he provides that. We have he enough does. attacking potency, so I don't think we need that. So he was someone that I really wasn't too worried about. Um, Kimpembe, Marquinhos played amazing. Um, Kimpembe he's listen it's, it's it's a love hate you know he's from the academy he he's parisian i think he had a couple instances where he made a couple of small mistakes where it could have cost us um but listen at the end of the day he had a great game i'm not going to take it away from him um i want to see him perform this way more consistently um there's a notion out there that kempembe should regularly start over silva in these big games not saying that I think Silva has had amazing games, but it's hard for me to just jump in that boat right now. I know Mark is in that boat that Silva should never start another Champions League game again. Um, but I think we have seen from, you know, Presno that there are instances where he has really good games, but he shows blips that could cost us. And I he's think young. all the, exactly. He's, a, he's and, young and he's a tank physically. Look at the guy. He devoured a line who's, who's a tank. He devoured him. 100%. He needs, he needs to be at 100% physically so he can unlock mentally yeah. and keep his focus. If he feels good, he's going to be able, uh, able to, to deliver like that. And he's done it a few times. And then we've seen him. Remember, he, he, after the World Cup, I mean, you're, you're nobody. Kimpembe was a nobody. In the mm -hmm. academy, everybody was like, yeah. And then... You know, it developed on, on, on the later. Like suddenly something snapped and he became an interesting central defender, surrounded by world-class defenders. He learned a lot, big games. And suddenly he does that performance against, uh, against Messi. And we're like, whoa. He had a great game. Yeah. But then he had physical, he had a, a, a groin injury uh, right after the World Cup. That, that lasted and lasted. And he was very... Uh, unequal in, in his uh, performances. Yeah, I so think... He, need, he needs to be 100% physically, and he was. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he wasn't. 
Yeah. And we've I seen think... him, we've seen him, I'm sorry, you're supposed to talk and I'm talking over you. Uh, <laughs> we've seen him being uh, devoured by a physical guy against Nantes, Koulibaly. Uh, yeah, remember that huge forward from Nantes who gave yeah. Kimpembe a hell of a time. So Koulibaly is physically as impressive as Haaland. And then you see the difference in, in Kimpembe's performance. But, uh, no, okay, he's Kompembe had an amazing game, and do I think he potentially is the future um, of PSG's backline? I I do. I think it has to do with you know getting more playing time, gaining that confidence, being 100% healthy. Um, but he had an amazing game, and I think he does, does does deserve more opportunities in that spot. But I do think that Thiago still has a role to play. Now maybe that isn't maybe that isn't in the biggest games, right? But he still had to have a role to play. And Juan Bernat played amazing as well. Um, you know, I think we miss him in the first game for something. He, right spot, right time, and he comes up with big goals all the time. So, you know, the back line played very well. Dortmund is attacking. They they can, you know, come up with goals and, and press us and, and put on the front foot at, at all times. And I think we showed up when we needed to. So definitely happy for the most part. Uh, last but not least, Matt, since you're la last on, on the defense, I'll put you first on the midfield. How about that? Oh, you're going to talk amazing. twice. Yeah. Thanks, Guillaume. Uh, okay. Warming up the vocals as we speak. Um, yeah, the defense, not much to add to what the guys have said, really. I know you were big into Kerr before. I remember on a previous podcast saying he'd make the difference right back. And I think that was a good call. What a performance, guys. What a, yeah. Come on. Yeah, because Kerr was rock freaking solid. Uh, Kara is a little bit of a Kimpembe. Physically, good luck. Kara is coming at you. He's fast. He's strong. He's mean. He kept his focus. In the air, he was a big help. In duels, he destroyed everybody. And uh, um, Tuchel normally let Meunier come up. And we've seen Bernat or Kurosawa stay back. This time, it was the opposite. Yeah. So it, it, it worked perfectly. Right. Yeah, definitely. And he had, um, obviously, had Jaden Sancho to deal with, who's a really good player, and he did it pretty well. I mean, Sancho had a few sort of half moments on the ball, but generally quite quiet. So, yeah, well done to him. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, we defended really well. I mean, um, I think Kimpemo is really interesting because in the first half, I was getting quite annoyed. Obviously, he made, like, the big tackles, but he made quite a lot of errors as well. He's still, like, giving the ball away and, like, doing stupid passes. And I saw a lot of people on my, a lot of the... People I follow on Twitter, the actual like PSG fans in Paris, are really down on Kimpembe. I don't know if there's if it's still a yeah yeah seriously like three or four people like sort of like oh no MDR MDR Kimpembe blah blah blah. blah. Um, but no, I thought he had a good game, and you know I know it was it was I, I mean what do they uh, want? Yeah, I mean Thiago Silva defends too low, Kimpembe yeah. defends too high. It's like a dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe we just need something in the middle. We just need to clone Marquinhos, basically, and then everybody yeah, will be happy. Well, no, one, no one, everyone. We wish, we wish, don't we? we <laughs> I think with yeah. Kempe, he thinks he's very good on the ball, so he takes a oh lot of risk God. moving up forward. Yeah. And style. I think we all notice that, right? Yeah, Guillaume, it is his style, but it can at times put us in a bad spot. I'm but with you 100% on that. He breaks lines. When he's confident yeah. like this, you I see appreciate him do, it. Do, doing a little dribble, run like like ball to ball, and he will take a bit. He's, he knows now when he's taking a risk, but I think he got it covered, and Marquinhos behind can can cover, and yeah. there was no huge mistake, like critical mistake by Kim Pembe in this game. A few, 
gay. I mean, all of them had like, you know, such intense at that level. You cannot be mistake free, even if I think gay was pretty much mistake. Phenomenal. Not, 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 not in the passing game, but everything else. So that's his style. He defends advancing. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And then he breaks a line. Then he can give it to the right guy in the midfield. And that's, that's, um, there's, there's other central defenders like that in, in the world. And, uh, yeah. It's also the way, for, I think, to your point earlier, it's the way football's going, isn't it? It's a very much more attack, attack-minded sport than it was like even when I was a kid. And the level of defense, the level of attackers has gone up a lot, but I don't, I'm not sure there's that many, as we saw with like Delict going for like 80 million last summer, there's not that many good defenders around. So I think we should probably be grateful for what we've got, really. Uh, so yeah, no, I thought we defended as a unit. It's really good. Like, Amazing. what's to say about old big game Bernat? I mean, he's, you know, obviously a hero for us, isn't he, in these situations? The so, secret weapon. Secret weapon. He's doing the little Di Maria sign. It's really cute. Um, it, yeah, um, I, I don't know what he was, like James said, I'm not really sure, because you watch on the replay, he just like, he runs forward with Out the ball. Out of nowhere, yeah. And then rather than going back into position or going down the left, he's just but like, I run into the box. Carrer is behind. Now yeah, it's, you know, actually. remember, because I were Bernard staying back, Munier going, yeah, well, that, this yeah. game was the opposite. That gives the opportunity to Bernard to do that. And Mr. Football IQ is like, hmm, something's yeah. going on up there. And then poof, yeah. poof. Sniffing the, the but that's that's Arabia pass, yeah. That's Arabia. Oh, we go getting ahead of you. Not yourself. talking about yeah, forwards, we're talking about midfields and that's so, yeah. But anyway, just quickly on Bernat, I mean, he must be one of like the best pound for pound or dollar for dollar or euro for euro, whatever signings of the last couple of seasons in European football because he cost us nothing, did he? And he's been generally really good, I'd say. Yeah, midfield. Mr. Gooding. Touch. Touch. Oh, yeah. Touch yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I just wanted to say that his touch is amazing. Like he can dribble sometimes. I think it's Neymar. And it's like, oh no, no, it's just one Bernard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's been he's been great. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, midfield. Um, midfield. Yeah, so Paredes, um, I quite enjoyed his contributions. I don't again, like, I saw a lot of people getting on his case. I think people just like have something to moan about, but I thought he was pretty good, didn't really do anything wrong, got in a fight with Emre Chan at the end, so that's all happy days. Um, but Gay was really um, Gay was really good. I was really pleasing because I was a little bit worried, I think about yeah. some last show, that basically he might not be quite up to the level for these big games, like that he might be fine for league now or, you know, whatever, but possibly couldn't make the transition onto the big stage, but he was really good. He was Physically, fine. he was there. And Same see, story again, guys. Same yeah. story. It's physical. And uh, I mean, I don't, yeah, oh, 100% tackles. Eight tackles by Gay, eight good tackles. Yeah, and he has one tackle. I forgot against whom, where he twists his body around that that player and tackled with his heel. I mean, that incredible tackle. Whoa. Yeah. 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 So it was really nice to see him back to his back to his best that we've seen earlier in the season. And yeah, I just think I don't watch Dortmund all the time, but I gather that Emre Chan's made a real big difference to them since he came in. Uh, in January, and he didn't really get on the ball at all. He didn't really have much influence, certainly not like he did in the first game. So, yeah. Well, they, they, they did the us in midfield yeah. with, with uh, uh, Witzel and, Bern and, Bern Witzel and yeah. Chan, yeah. because physically we were not there. Yeah. But we saw Emre Chan Paredes on Chan. Oh, my yeah. God. He did a yeah. tackle on him. Chan is, is like crying. In pain, on like, he got hit. 
and he got swapped. Uh, not um, it was on Witzel. I'm sorry. So Witzel got swapped, like fried. Physical, physicality. Uh, as a reminder, our midfield was Neymar, uh, Paredes, Gay, Di Maria. They were oh, yeah. four, four, two. Okay, so they. So let's cover all four. Uh, uh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah. Oh no, no ways. No, um, just to say I enjoyed Neymar's performance as well. I think one underrated thing about Neymar because of all the other stuff which goes along with him is that he's really, uh, his mentality is excellent. Like, you remember like in those, the second leg against Barcelona that we don't talk about, he was like all over the place. Well, both games actually against us, he was really good. But I think we haven't seen it that much maybe in a PSG shirt, but like it really felt like he was, you know, properly on it and he was really, yeah, one of his most enjoyable games just in terms of his energy and his his will to win sort of his thing. contribution yeah De- defensively yeah unbelievable really, really pleasing Di Maria eh, maybe not his best game but still really involved and um yeah or just a bit annoying that he got the yellow card at the end really um, <laughs> because uh, just so just so unnecessary but yeah yeah exactly it's like just because Verratti's not there doesn't mean someone has to step into the obviously into obviously the- someone <laughs> has <laughs> yeah and be a pain in the neck for the referee. So, yeah. Uh, well, Di Maia had, a, had a probably very strict uh, instructions by Tuchel. He played as a defensive midfielder. Yeah. I mean, uh, defensively, he was all, all over the place too, you know. Yeah. And I think that formation is, uh, it worked pretty well. That sort of box midfield. It really, it did its job. The, the pressing was there, which wasn't really there in the first or leg or certainly not coordinated yeah. pressing sort of thing. I don't, we'll come on to Cavani as well, whether that comes from him a bit as well. But yeah, just really good. I mean, it's hard to pick too many holes in that performance because we were pretty much in charge, you know. Well, I, I think scored, basically. I, I tweeted that when, when, quand Gay va bien, tout va bien. When Gay is at 100%, it, uh, it's got a trickle down effect on the whole team because that, those fractions of a second, uh, it gives to the defense to his partner in midfield, because he's there, he's there, he's there, he's there, there. Uh, at that level, that makes a whole difference. Uh, Tyron, midfield. Yeah, similar to what Matt said, I think uh, it's hard to pick too many things. I think the central, the central two midfielders were very important. I was looking for Paredes to play this game. I know a lot of people weren't, so there were some, there yeah. were some chimes for Kowasi. Um, Love what Kowasi's been doing, but this was not his game. Um, and the reason I said Paredes should play this game is when you have Verratti not playing, there aren't many other players on PSG's roster who can deliver that killer through ball, I think, potentially, or potentially also be respected from outside the box, unlike Verratti's not, right? So you can play close on him or you can give him space. You know he's not going to shoot. Um, Paredes deserves that respect, you know, coming out. So I think um, I was looking for him to play a big part in this game, and, and he did. Gay obviously is is the shining star in that midfield, you know, for this, uh, at least from the defensive pairing. Um, like you said, eight for eight, you know, tackles played phenomenally well. I couldn't have asked for much more. I think I heard that, you know, um, Tuchel had had a sit down with him, 10 minute conversation, um, probably just letting him know to build his confidence up about how important he is to the success of PSG. You know, that that's what he's as a coach has been, you know, requesting from Leonardo and, and management, you know, that defensive midfield like you've been, you know, I think as I've listened to the podcast, you've been screaming for that, that defensive midfielder to kind of kind of protect the, the, uh, the back line. Yeah, so he played superbly well. 
Neymar, what can you say? Uh, he showed up. That's what you pay. That's why you pay 200 mil. And two goals, say, two goals, Neymar against Dortmund. Yeah. One, one a game. You know, the injuries and, and all that stuff aside, this is what we've been waiting for. Down to one second leg Champions League and we need to progress. And we were able to count on him. No Mbappe, no Verratti. And no one's going to give us an excuse. Well, you still have Neymar. Mbappe wasn't there. Well, you still have Neymar. He's 200 mil. You know what I mean? So um, he showed up. He played phenomenally well. Di Maria didn't have his best game, but what I will give him is he played more of a defensive role. Um, he tracked back. He did what he had to do. And, you know, Di Maria easily could have had an assist to his name if Cavani puts that away. Not that that's his fault, right? Because the goal got a great touch. The goalie got a great touch on it. No, no, Neymar, no. Neymar header is an assist for Di Maria. Oh, it is. It is. We scored on corner kick again. Whoa. Okay. You're right. Yeah, he did. And then he could have had it two is. assists if Cavani yeah. put puts that away you know so I think he played well I'm not um and also he hasn't played in a couple games he had the the muscle injury so um he's working his way back but um midfield was amazing I think that's where we need to control this game and and we did so no complaints James midfield yeah um I don't know that I have too much to add from what these guys have said um Bad I, news I thought Kose was next no, right. <laughs> um, I, one thing I, I do want to highlight, though, is um, Neymar's defense. Uh, he he was. I, I saw him shoulder checking guys. I saw him winning balls back. Um, I saw him running up and down the wings, both directions. Um, this was this was something I won't say out of the ordinary because I know he can do it. Um, but even just after his first goal that he had. He was celebrating, you know, just as, you know, if there were 50,000 people in there uh, and he's running around kind of just find, trying to find somebody that is, is as excited as he is. And I think that translated to um, his defense and he, he took ownership of it. Um, and and I, I thought that was uh, that was great to see um, as far as you said with uh, Ghana Gay, he we do we seem to play as well as he does in the midfield so if he's having an off game well said. we it's just not the same uh so for him to step up like that and to play um nearly flawless uh the only thing that we could ask him to do i guess is score but that's not what his job is so um i thought that was great um to to reiterate kind of what uh, matt and tyron were saying we Di Maria didn't have his greatest game, but we didn't need him to. Uh, we didn't have to have him. We weren't down uh, against Napoli and needed him to put in some free kick to save us uh, so that we're not going to, to uh, the Europa League. So him having not having a spectacular game is not the same as him not having a good game. You're right. Makes sense. Well said. Um, and Paredes, I've heard it too. Uh, you know, he's... He's not mobile. He's yeah, not mobile. Yeah, well, to me, neither was Thiago Mata, but he was still exactly. very, very needed for what we, for yeah. what we needed to do. Um, hard on do, you know, man, when, when, when he defends on a guy, he's on a guy. He's not, you know, if you feel away and he's got to move his big butt, he's hard. And he yeah. had a hard game. And also he's vicious as a snake. Oh, my God, he's so vicious. <laughs> and apparently the worst uh, 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 mouth trasher and that's something to be said at Paris. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. we can always, we need somebody that, that can talk a little smack and then back it up oh, and, then, yeah. and then knock you over and tell you, you know, 
get up because I'm about to knock you over again when you, when you get this ball back. So, you know, having that kind of presence, I know we're missing variety, but I think that the midfield became more workmanlike. Um, without variety, we didn't have as much flair going on. We didn't have, uh, you know, we didn't have a ton of guys just running forward trying to get the, the key pass from variety. We know that uh, Paredes can do that. Um, just, I guess, without a little, well, a lot without as much polish uh, or as much shine as we see from, from variety being, being the small maestro, but he gets the job done and he's a big dude. So, you know, we, the midfield I think was solid. I'm interested to see how it looks going forward when variety's back and we're going to have to pull somebody off. Do we still keep the same uh, formation? But you know, there, there was, as far as you've been saying, Gil, we finally had a midfield. This is, this is what it seems like. This is what you've been, been clamoring for for I don't know how many years now. I don't know. <laughs> many years. <laughs> yeah, we have a midfield. We can say we have a midfield. Kose, if you have anything say, to what add? To say, what to say? <laughs> well, I think for me, um, the selection was mostly about uh, preferences versus um, finally starting. And I. 100% can get on uh, Tyrone's team. I was uh, team Paredes all the way. I wanted him to start. Um, I knew that we weren't going to have Ratti, and I knew that somebody was going to have to take control of our game and, and everything was going to have to flow through somebody. Um, and, I, and I thought Paredes was the person to do that. Yeah, he's slow. Yeah, he's not mobile. Yeah, he, he leaves something to be won in defensively. But I think that that's why we have Gaye. He played the way he played, and he was amazing at doing the defensive work that was expected of him, um, which really enables Paredes to be the person who's um, looking to break lines or looking to open play or control the ball and switch the, switch the play. Um, and always gives that, like, oxygen and breathing to the, to the midfield. And nobody else on that midfield has that, that technique and that vision to do that apart from Verratti. Um, so I, I was glad that he started, and I was glad that he was able to show um, what we've already seen in a few games from him and what we saw from him in the Copa America, which is just pinpoint laser-guided passing. Um, I think Di Maria should never start a Champions League match for us ever again. Um, I okay. Said the game. <laughs> what? I said it I said it after Dortmund. Um, I think he's a legend at the park. He deserves respect. Um, he's done very much for us, but he's like Neymar. Like he'll lose the balls as many times as Neymar, but never have the one ball that really does go through. And then he's amazing. Have you checked his assist stats? Yes. Yes. I agree. Okay. This was assist wise. Assist, and, and I'm trying to be a little bit more, um, you know, James was asking when Verratti's back, what do we do? Who do we change? Oh, easy. Easy. Just take out Di Maria and put on Verratti. But that's then, great. That's great. That's it, it is such a useful player in the team rotation. He Which can is, play different different jobs, different positions. He can be up front. He can be a, a defensive midfielder. He can be a winger. Yeah, he will lose balls. But like you just say, you're contradicting yourself. If if Gay is is at his best and the the the, the midfield plays as a as a block, it's okay. But Di Maria played a very defensive-minded game because his coach asked him to. He and delivers a assist in a critical game once again. And I so, agree. 
and I agree that he did. He, I agree that he did fulfill um, the the instructions of the coach, and he did um, perform in what was expected. He delivered. Um, he delivered. Um, and and it's easy, easy to swap, like yeah. you just said. Wonderful. And, and, and he's like, okay. And there's been other times, and there's been other times, like the goal against Napoli or other things that he's done when he comes and slaps me in the face with a white glove. I'll take it. I understand. But I am always and will always be the harshest critic of United. Against Madrid. Because I think... Remember against Madrid, Vimaria. He's wasteful. Don't, yeah, he's wasteful. He's too wasteful. Sure. Uh, and not... I'll take Neymar being wasteful, but I can have Neymar and Di Maria being wasteful. I just think it's maybe right. it's too much. Um... But it's fine. Like you said, I cannot disagree with what happened on the game. He had a good game. He delivered. He performed. Um, so for now, it 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 works. Um, and Neymar, well, he's my favorite PSG player. He will always take risks, but you know he's going to pull out some magic, um, even if he has to jump and score through the unlikeliest of methods, which is hitting in a, a, a ball, but he still does. Um, you said it yourself, two goals in two games. He's leading our, He's leading our team just like we expected, just like we needed him to do. And this is what we didn't have against Madrid, and this is what we didn't have against United. So now it was the time to show that we could do it, and we showed it with the midfield. So I don't know if we can really talk about the attack, um, or briefly. And I don't know if we need a roundtable, because, well, there was, in, paradoxically, there was not much going on. Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the attack technically didn't score, so... Um... For, for, which is so rare. Yeah. But, so we, we, maybe we can talk about why. So Neymar gave it 200%. And you know immediately with Neymar, it, when, when he's, carry, he's carrying the ball, goes into his dribbles and gets lost, you know he's missing a little, a little edge. And again, it's physical. So he had the energy to defend, but not the edge to be decisive in his dribbles, carrying the ball, crushing lines, giving the ball to Mbappe. Mbappe was sick and had a terrible performance when he came in, but hey, it was expected. Uh, Sarabia was playing for Mbappe. He had a very good tactical game, I think, and he had very specific instructions uh, to defend his, um, his, his, his whole sector. And he had that crucial um, Sarabia, like I would say, almost uh, uh, Di Maria, like pass <laughs> on, on Bernard on Bernard game. His technique is fabulous. His technique is fabulous. His activity, his volume is fabulous. And in many ways, we can say to Sarabia what you just said about Di Maria. They're very easy to swap. They they are wonderful to have in a team roster for a coach. Like, okay, you can play here, you can play there, you can do this, you can do that. Um, they're like a, a Swiss Army knife. So, Sarabia didn't have a great game, but he had the game that we needed him to have. And he had, a, he had an assist. Di Maria didn't have a great game, but he had an assist too. And he, he did what was, what was needed. Cavani, let's focus a bit on Cavani. I think it's the same issue. Uh, he lost his confidence, as we know, but what a game Cavani had, guys. Yeah, I mean, what's he, again? I mean, the the the, he was everywhere, everywhere. He played as a right back. He played as a left back. He played as a DM. He played as a. He almost scored. I mean, his shot was excellent, and um, Dortmund's goalkeeper did did a fantastic save, like with his with his uh, leg. Yeah. Um, and he played the whole game. Icardi, 
Oh boy. Well, there's no oh boy. I mean, I think Tuchel needed Cavani for his defensive um, uh, power, mm -hmm. for his defensive 100%. activity. 100%. There was no room for, for Icardi. Tuchel is going to have to manage Icardi. He will be needed again. Of course he will. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a killer. But uh, that, was, uh, that was good to see Cavani back, starting, playing the entire game. He could have scored. He didn't. But I think Cavani had a, had a very, very solid game. Yeah. Anything, anything anyone wants to add on the attack? I just, I just want to say that when he missed, uh, when he missed, well, he didn't miss. He, he, he didn't miss. Shot, yeah, his shot got saved um, by Burki. Uh, I just was seeing Mark in my head being like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but, Are you talking about Mr. 1%? <laughs> no, 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 no. Give, give him credit. He said two percent. Two percent. He said say two percent. Then he went down to one percent. Uh, I don't remember that. I, I <laughs> okay. Just, I just, okay. It wasn't two, very high. But... Two percent, <laughs> Mister Two Percent. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so now, as a as a whole, um, as a whole package, that game. Uh, let, let's let's have some perspective. Let, let's let's get out of the the time space continuum. I, I'm telling you, there's going to be a crucial game for Paris Saint Germain. Its spine, which is Thiago Silva, Verratti, and Cavani, is in trouble. Thiago Silva is injured and he's not going to play. Verratti is suspended as usual and he's not going to play. Cavani is out of form. It's a crucial game. Are we going to win? No. We're going to lose. We've seen it over and over and over and over again. Now this time, it seems that the mayonnaise that Tuchel is trying to, to make is working. We can swap players. We know Kim Pembe plays a certain way. Marquinhos can step up for Thiago Silva and be the mobile sweeper in the back and cover for Kim Pembe. Uh, when they are 100% physically, it works. Um, when uh, Meunier is suspended, instead of having Meunier go up and Bernardo Kuzawa stay back, well, we have Kerr staying on the, on the right back, covering, and then we can have our left back going forward. We did that. Bernard scored. Whoa. For me, the X factor of this game, besides the incredible performance of a central defense, Besides unbelievable activity defensively by Neymar and a gorgeous performance by Gay, the X factor is Paredes. What I mean by this is that he delivered. He didn't have a great performance, but he did the job in a crucial game for Paris Saint-Germain. He stepped up for Verratti in a very different style. But like you said, Kose, he can break the lines. Don't you... Don't you think a second then Favre doesn't know that? So Favre for Dortmund told this player, Paredes is going to probably start. That's what he does. It's really difficult to annihilate that. It's a positioning game by Dortmund that to prevent Paredes from, it's a huge amount of effort. He's a very important, I think, factor in his game. Uh, and he stepped up without Verratti, 
my God, we were terrified, isn't it? Verratti, um, James, you said, yeah, he's shiny, but he wasn't shiny during the first game. No, the defensive activity he had was absolutely phenomenal. He was all crucial. over the place, like crucial defensively. Well, he wasn't here, and we still had a phenomenal defensive game. Without Thiago Silva, without Verratti, with a half and Cavani in a crucial game, whoa. That might be kind of new. And I think it may explain why there was such an emotional response by the group when Neymar scored. He ran to uh, Mbappé. The whole, it's like, whoa, they, are they winning the World Cup? And of course, on social media, everybody is like, destroyed Paris Saint-Germain. Sure. Um, for us, watching this game, we were very emotional and like, intense. Imagine for the players and how critical that game was for the club, for the team, but for the club. I mean, with, you know, Neymar, the Neymar story injured, next season injured for crucial games. We haven't had a quarterfinal in four years. Four years. It's the same time. It's the same amount of time that we had when we would just reach the quarterfinal. You remember that quarterfinal, 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 and then round of 16. No quarterfinal, no quarterfinal, no quarterfinal, no quarterfinal. <laughs> um, that was a, and I think Ed um, on Twitter like, was, was uh, clear about that. That was an absolutely critical game for the team, the staff, the players, the coach, the club. Um, are we going to hold on Mbappé next season? Are we going to hold on? I mean, we, we would have lost that game. Leonardo probably would have getting a big broom and for next season. I mean, that was uh, strategically for the club, one of the most important games in its, in its history. And we won it. Oh, wow. Wow. We are not used to that. So, um, what now? Well, no football, guys. Are we? So, there's a second half of the Champions League not happening. It's on hold. Uh, notably, a Manchester City Real Madrid that I'm kind of bummed that we'd have loved to see that game. We probably will. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the choices by UEFA so far, uh, as far as you know, the media. Covers it. Uh, they may go down to so the, the 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 remaining games in the round of 16 have to be played somehow, and then they may go down to one game in quarterfinals, like the French Cup. It could be held on held on a neutral ground or not. We don't know that yet. Euro 2020 is not happening. It's going to be Euro 2021, which gives uh, uh, some room for UEFA to schedule the Champions League in late May, early June. So it looks like it's going to happen. And of course, Paris Saint-Germain is going to reach the semi-final and everybody's going to laugh. Yeah, it took the coronavirus for Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we want to see my... Um, that'd be nice to have a good draw. Like Atalanta Bergam would be great, isn't it? They are, they are a decent team, but they have to have a little bit, little bit of luck in the draw. We had with Dortmund. 
because uh, go to Google and Google Paris Saint-Germain, UEFA Champions League history in the past eight years. Look at the draws we got. Barcelona, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Barcelona, Real Madrid. The last time we had uh, not a top, 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 top club in round of 16 was Leverkusen. Or Valencia, was Le Valencia before uh, Leverkusen? Yeah, Valencia, then we had Le Leverkusen. We're talking about like six... 2012, 2013, yeah. Yeah, six, seven years ago. So a good draw if that competition keeps going, and I think it will. Would be kind of nice. Um, would be nice to reach a semi-final. And we know now, the players know, the staff knows, the fans know, the non-fans know, by looking at Paris Saint-Germain performance against Dortmund, that we can, we can do it. Or something else happened. Again. And, you know, but I think this game answered a lot of our wishful expectations. We wanted the club to go through a big round. They did. Uh, we wanted the team to play as a team. They did. We wanted the team to have a great defensive performance, and they sure did against Dortmund. I mean, clean sheet against Dortmund, it's something else. Um, it's kind of hard to pick a man of the match, which is a wonderful thing. Some will say Kimpembe, some will say Gay, some will say UEFA says Bernat. That's a great sign. We didn't have our top usual players, and we still delivered. This is huge. Um, it's very, very satisfactory. It's very satisfactory. Let's uh, refill the batteries with positive vibes from, from this at every level. Um, and the fans. That was something else. What the, the ultras did outside of Auteuil. Um, and as a Frenchman, also, like the fact that they did try it, they asked the authorities, the French said, French authorities, you know, they thought about it and it's like, well, if we say no, they're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so we're going to do it right. They sent 400 cops. There was no violence. The ultras just, you know, pushed and sung and used flares and that was fine. And then apparently the club um, seized the opportunity and asked the players, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's on unsure if, if it came from the players or it came from the club, to go on a balcony outside of Parc des Princes above the Auteuil uh, area and, and, and come celebrate with the, the players. And we all saw the videos on Twitter. I mean, wow. The security guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kim, Kim Pembe grabbed the camera of a security guy. So, you know, and they had, um, they had a moment of, uh, of communion. Uh, and for the ultras, which are the heart and soul of this of this club? I mean, there's no, you know, there's no debating that. It was such a needed moment. Yeah, my favorite and, bit. Of, my favorite bit of it. Sorry to interrupt, Gary. Oh no, always. Um, it was Cavani when they were all on. You see it in one of the footage, and he's basically like telling Neymar and Mbappe to like stay away from the edge and don't fall off. It was like having <laughs> your dad there, like saying, "Come on, lads, keep it in line," sort of thing. That made me really laugh. Anyway, um, also the Neymar Ultra relationship, you know, um, 
I think um, they wanted a performance like that from Neymar, more a defensive performance than an attacking performance because they know he can do that. So that game, he gave that game to, to the ultras, basically. And I wouldn't be surprised if you, we don't hear any booing, whistling anymore. I think um, everything went back to, to normal, and that's big. Uh, because we know how emotional Neymar is. I mean, it's like uh, so, uh, almost ridiculous. I mean, he was crying after the game. Very important game for Neymar. Uh, as a reminder, Neymar is what? 18 million followers on social media. I think it's on Instagram only. Neymar is a big, huge football star worldwide. He's selling jerseys like nobody else. He's got, I mean, in Brazil, he's a god. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a winner and he wants to win the Ballon d'Or too. And this team has been pretty much designed for him. The big star of Paris Saint-Germain, vaguely debatable. Then Mbappé, you know, came into the light, but it's Neymar. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Neymar stays and then Mbappe goes. But um, that was, he had so much pressure on his shoulders. So much pressure. So much pressure. But from, name it, fans, clubs, uh, staff, family, followers, I mean, and he delivered. So I think um, you see that from like big athletes. I remember Federer, Roger, Roger Federer, in a like second round of the I forgot which tournament, a, a, a Grand Slam, he plays his game and he wins, and, and suddenly he completely like loses it. You see all the nerves going, and Neymar nerves. The French Open because he couldn't he couldn't beat uh, Nadal. No, oh, no, no, that was not during the French. It was like a no, not not, not a huge game, and uh, he was coming back from a long injury, and mm -hmm. apparently that's you know. Similar things here. Long injury. Are you still the king? Blah, blah, blah. And he probably uh, dug deep, 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 deep into himself to win that game. And that was, that was too much for his nerves. Emma is a, uh, Neymar sorry, is a very emotional, very, very emotional guy. A little too much, if you ask me, but that's who he is. So um, that was big, guys. Uh, people make fun of us. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, we're, we're not Real Madrid. We're not Manchester United. We're, <laughs> yeah, season. We're not. We're not a big club. No, no. We're a big team. We're not a big club. We're a big team, and um, a big club becomes a big club because through the years it, it delivered, and uh, slowly but surely we we're getting there. But we have a team. We have a midfield. We have a defense. We have swappable players. And um, before we end this podcast, one guy we didn't speak about, like not, well, I mentioned his name, the coach. The coach was right. All those um, podcast people and uh, the media and uh, the, uh, they, don't, they, they, they don't go to trainings. Or some lekip, you know, journalists probably have a two-hour lunch, come out drunk and go to Condé Lodge and like, like uh, they don't pay attention. Uh, they don't know what's going on in training. Tichel makes, well, and most coaches, all coaches at that level, make decisions based on training. They see what's going on in training 
they look at the players and they know what's up. Based on that, they, they draw their tactical outline and plans. And the first leg, Tuchel was like, the team is all over the place physically. We cannot play a 4-4-2, which is the most demanding formation for Paris Saint-Germain, especially because then we need our offensive players, attacking players in midfield to defend. When Neymar is out of shape, you can do that. When, they, when Di Maria is out of shape, you cannot do that. Back to 4-4-3 for control. Even in that formation, oh my God, we had a bad game. But he knows that with that formation, even with players um, struggling physically, he will have more control. And uh, I don't know how you say in, in English, like in limiter la casse. It's like less, less trouble that way. We still will go into trouble. But we, we, diminish, we diminish the chances of getting into a lot of trouble. So he saw the picture. He's like, hey, this is a two-legged game. Dortmund playing away. And they're they, not very they, great. They're not very great. Um, and they were not. So he banged, and people were screaming, why? 4 3 3, look at the performance we had. Uh, well, Tuchel knows that with Neymar and Mbappe, we, and we saw it against Madrid where we got devoured, devoured in Madrid, and we ended up with a, with a draw 2 2. Fraction of a second, Mbappe threw, back pass, Neymar goal. Boom. One, two, three. Three seconds done. Neymar, Neymar's goal during the first leg, a bad game by Paris Saint-Germain, was enough. Without that goal, it would have been a different story. So Tuchel was right, the first leg. And oh boy, the second leg, every choice he made was right. This, everything was right. He got this right. He got the whole... Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it cannot be right all the time. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes, I mean, like the first leg is a great example. He, he had a... Whew. I mean, the first leg still wasn't a terrible result. Yeah, we didn't win, but... The result was great. The game was terrible. But he made the choices according to the, 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 the level of performance and, and, and phys physical level of the players he had. And he was right to make that choice. He was right. Look at the whole picture. Because he knows what's up. He's, he's the coach. He goes to trainings. He look, he's close to the players. He's got a whole staff with him. And uh, that, that annoys me a lot when in the media I was like, you know, go to Candeloge, l'équipe, or the Parisien. Pay attention. Don't drink too much brouillé or wine at lunch. You know, keep your mind. Look at the players. Get a feel. Then maybe you'll get a, your insight will be valuable for once. I mean, I'm sad to report that the days of journalists having two-hour liquid lunches are long gone. I mean, maybe in France it still happens, but over no, here, no, 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 in France, in France, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say about Tuchel was uh, the Mbappe situation. Um, bringing him on, I thought was a little bit weak from him. I thought it felt like he just did that because it was Mbappe and he couldn't leave him sitting on the bench. But actually, he didn't really. I can see what he was trying to do. I see the benefit to bring him on, obviously, because Mbappe is amazing. He stretched, you know, to stretch him a bit, but I thought it was a bit risky. A bit it risky. Seemed, it seemed like just a thing that he was doing because it's Mbappe and he didn't want to piss him off. And I, the coach needs to be a bit stronger than that because Mbappe clearly wasn't really with it, was he? Like, and he must have known that 
you know, Tuchel must have known that he was, you know, really below par, and I don't, I didn't really agree with that substitution. Uh, it's debatable. Yeah. It's risky, but imagine for the Dortmund players. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm thinking is like, it, it, even if you know that he's not going to be effective, you still got to respect him running past you. Um, so I, I, I think there's it's probably a little news. bit of both. It wasn't yeah. good news for Dortmund. And uh, the psychological factor is huge. And yeah, he had a terrible performance, but he was there and yeah, Sarabia could have stayed. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to know, but he took a risk, Matt, like you said, and um, that, so, doesn't, I mean, happen, that doesn't happen a lot at Paris Saint-Germain coaches taking risks, isn't it? Well, I mean, they do in general. To politics too now. There's a bit, there's probably a bit of, He's a very smart and pragmatic guy. I, I, I'm a huge fan. I love, I love Tuchel. Um, it paid off. I, I think he went for the psychological. He probably knows Dortmund quite a lot. You know, he's, uh, he used to be there. And uh, that, that, that cannot be good news. Ooh, Mbappé on. Um, he... So he, do, he makes the decision, Mbappe comes in, and you see Mbappe play, and go, ah, yeah, but he took the risk. So it worked. It worked. Uh, I don't know what Mbappe brought exactly, besides a psychological, fear. yeah, the fear, yeah. But um, nothing's perfect. But I think Tuchel's performance, both games, has to be, uh, I mean, do you, do you agree with me? Matt, you're making strange faces. Yeah, I know, that's just a multitasking. Um, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> Sorry, a little peek behind the curtain there. Um, it, no, I thought his, I think that broadly he got everything right in the second leg. I think even, I think the first leg was weird. I just don't know what happened there. I don't know what he was playing at. Um, we discussed it on the last show. It was just mental. But I think, like, I think you saw, like, generally that he sort of more went back to his sort of obviously went back to more of his thinking that we've seen for the whole season that this was how he wanted us to play and he got pretty much everything right I think I was just uh, yeah I was just you know I think we were all quite stressed in the second half probably I don't know about you guys and when I saw Mbappe coming on I was like oh man this seems like the sort of thing which could backfire on us but generally generally can't have too many complaints it's like a catch-22 yeah it's like he loses possession and then it runs down the flank and then somebody makes a cross. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Well, he misses a one-on-one because he like, has to blow his nose and then exactly then Harlan goes up and like, heads in. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but when the midfield is on like it was on, when Kerr can, you know, cement the defense, these are risks that are riskable. I think the no, in, normal, was... in normal circumstances, we know we've seen Neymar lose the ball in midfield, counter attack, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We've seen Gay and, and Verratti run all over the place because Neymar and, and Di Maria are not doing their job defensively. And then, then Mbappe coming in and losing the ball is a huge problem. Not when the midfield is doing its job in a 4 4 2. Period. Tuchel knows that. So he takes the risks. Tuchel is German, and he's a great coach. He's like he's he's uh, he's, he's he's a very intelligent man. So I I think um, 
yeah, it was a bit weird, but he went probably for the psychological factor. Uh, great performance by Thomas Tuchel in, in that confrontation. Uh, bravo. Really good. We needed that. Now, uh, while we're coming to the end of this, um, there's some other news. Uh, since we, well, we're going to have to wait a bit more, but uh, Matt, you were saying on uh, Twitter that there's going to be a mini-series about Paris Saint-Germain on Amazon Prime. Oh, yes, I'm excited for this. Yeah, we're going to be on there. It's going to be like Juventus, Man City, all those big teams, us as well. And, oh, okay, so we're part of the, okay, it's on the, okay. It's, it's not just out of the blue. They're, they're, they're doing, they're focusing yeah, on clubs. Few, like, they've done a few and they're sort of various. There's a good one on Amazon about Sunderland, which is like a... Sunderland? Sort of Sunderland in England. Um, if you, I don't know if the listeners know who Sunderland... Well, I think that can, one's on Netflix too. Yeah, it's on Netflix, you're right, um, Tyrone, yeah. So that, um, but that's a really good one. So there's been a few of these sort of like behind the scenes. Sort of the Man City one's very glossy. Like they try and make out like it's the sort of you know, behind the scenes that actually it's all they manage. So I'm quite excited to see uh, see what we'll get, see if we see some good uh, dressing room banter going on. Do you know who's, who's doing it? Who's, is that a British production or? No, no, it's French production, but I think it's, it's on French. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think it's on all the Amazon Primes. So, I mean, that, like, the only French football film I've watched is that Zinazine's is Am One, which I think is on Netflix, but it's really good. It's like the whole film of the World Cup final, right? And that is amazing. That's really good. So oh, okay. I'll be quite happy. But yes, exciting times. Something to keep us amused. It's coming it's out this summer, I think, or something. Yeah, well, I, it just said, I, I think they're a bit vague on the date, but it sounds like it's going to be out quite soon. So yeah, if, uh, if the Champions League doesn't restart for a while or Liga, then uh, this will have something to, uh, to keep us entertained. All right, guys. So, um, well, not too much is going to happen for a while. Uh, the players are uh, quarantined at home. Training has been canceled for a couple of weeks. Paris Saint-Germain football has ceased all activities. Uh, not football, the whole, you know, handball, uh, women team, everything else. Youth, uh, everything is at the standstill. League, League One... I mean, nothing, nothing's happening. I'm not sure uh, if we do a podcast, we'll talk about other things, maybe like food, wine. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> book, be funny. I'm down for those. I'm down for okay, those. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe we will. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a podcast about all, all those past years. I feel like this is the time for my two-hour Jeremy Menez, uh, you know, retrospective. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, so, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be fun. But yeah. we're, we're going to see, it's going to go away. Uh, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus, but briefly, wash your hands, stay home. It's not about you. It's about you giving it to other people. Uh, it's kind of in control in China where it all started. So that's a good sign. So it's going to be a few weeks. Uh, but we'll get this in, into control and uh, the world will go back to what it was doing before. And uh, I think we will have more football uh, and more Champions League. Probably one game. Uh, we now go home. I wish. I pray. Yeah, the, 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 we, we're used to that. Paris Saint-Germain is used to that with the French Cup. No problem. We can do that. Single game, single game we can win. Single it's, game. Not, it's not bad news for us. Um, Diallo needs to... I mean, it's possible that Tuchel may have... Well, other teams probably will too, unless they have long-term injuries, which... We don't have. 
We haven't seen Diallo in a long time. Herrera. So all that, when it comes back, football in three weeks, Diallo will be back. Herrera will be back. Thiago Silva will be back in shape. Neymar will be back in shape. Mbappe won't be sick. Whoa. So if we can have a performance like we had with everybody at 100% and Neymar and Mbappe at 100%, it's always easier said than done. Sounds like yep, you're saying. Got... Yeah, sorry, James. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say it sounds like you're yeah, saying that we're going to win the Champions League. No, 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 no. I don't I'm know. That's saying, what I heard. No, 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 no. You didn't hear this. I'm saying we're going to win the Champions League. Uh, <laughs> Kose, writing his name on it. I'm not saying we will win it. I still seriously think we still lack depth. So you're uh, saying there's a chance? There's a chance. There's a chance, but there's a, there's a chance we can reach the semi, which would be, uh, we'd be happy with that. We, if, uh, if, maybe a final, maybe, look, look, Tottenham did it. Can we win it? Uh, I don't think we're there yet as a team, as a, as a club, but you never know, you know, uh, stars can align. But I'm seeing all the signs to be able to have a, 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 a performance like this with players at 100% defensively. Yeah. We just need to be consistent. And if it's a one game, we can beat any team with, with uh, uh, you know, all of our starters, everything well prepared and, and players focused. Yeah. Uh, would it be enough if we reach a final to win? I don't know. Probably, who knows? But that's not bad news for Paris Saint-Germain what's happening. Anything else to add, guys? Uh, uh, yeah, I just have one question. So that we're all clear, um, the celebration was okay, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, a minute on the celebration. Uh, let me put things in context. Long story short, the players got fooled by a fake Instagram post. By I mean, look at the post. Yeah, but did it... Did it uh... It worked. It caused some kind of mental change to for them to win the game. Then, hey, maybe maybe us as we need to have a coalition to start more of these fake Instagram posts. Yeah, so. maybe. <laughs> BSG talk providing bulletin board material for future. UCL I'm good on games. Photoshop. I can yeah. make a few. <laughs> fake fake I mean, news coming your way from PSG talking. That was that was the better, yeah, that wasn't maybe the best decision. And oh my God, the 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 the, the backs the backslash we got on 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 social media because of it. It was gonna happen either way. Yeah, and it's insane because the dormant CM was so petty after the first leg. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. like I'm the one who scores. Um, et voila. Eh, they, 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 we don't buy superstars. We make them like they, they were, so yeah. many things. So many things. Yeah. Try. That's right. They, 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 the, the official communication department by Dortmund was very, yeah, like the, the banter was. It was very Barstool like. It was, it, yeah. Very Barcelona like. Yeah, very Barcelona like. Also true. Well, um, so it was a bit childish. It wasn't necessary, but uh, I think the players didn't like the. You know, like the yeah, the, the the Dortmund official traders and unofficial 
and they reacted to that. It's banter. I think we're the most NBA team of uh, any UEFA team. Yeah, you know. I kind of think like you can't like everyone like gets on PSG when we lose and it's all very funny, haha. When we know, win too, QSG, whatever, all this mm-hmm. nonsense. Uh, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that's fine, but it's not okay for PSG to like have a little laugh and a joke around other people's expense. Like, you've got to be cool with it all or nothing. Do you know what I mean? So I thought it was a bit, I thought it was funny when Neymar did it. I thought it was a bit like overkill when the whole team were doing it at the end. But at the same time, who cares really? It's not, it's not a big deal. And well, apparently a lot of people. Yeah, I know, I know. But everybody just, Everybody thinks it's fine just to take the piss out of us constantly, but it's not fine to do it to someone else. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, oh, the reason yeah. has nothing to do uh, yeah. with anything in that. But it, no, you, you'll right. find reason on the internet. Yeah, well, no, true. not much. No, no. I, I there was some reaction to that completely over the board, and it's like, how can you support a, a, a blood money club like this? I'm like, did you <laughs> did you type this with your slave labor phone, wearing your slave labor clothes? The passenger seat of a gas guzzler? Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right. Here's some marbles. Go play them on the freeway. And, and, <laughs> and there's like, like hundreds of thousands of people making those comments. So, dude, look at yourself. What? I think it's just sensitive because they were like really looking for Holland to be like this hero character person. Mm, they were disappointed by that not stop scoring he would just be perfect and then suddenly he fell flat against the bad club of the world so. the, the villains were the villains yeah i feel like they just felt yeah. personally attacked well you know what <laughs> <laughs> it will make our victory even sweeter <laughs> sure all right guys uh i think that's that's time to close no idea when the next podcast is gonna be but i think we should do uh yeah something like you know a new uh, special episode on come up with ideas, send them on the Slack channel. Uh, maybe a little retrospective of, of what happened these past few years. Because, yes, that's my cat. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, that club is, is, is it's insane. It's insane. It's an insane club in an insane city. It's Hollywood FC. There's always something happening. It's a. I age a lot in these past five, five years, guys. I mean, I used to have hair five years ago. No, but anyway. Uh, James, Kose, Matt, Tyron. Uh, Tyron, thank you for joining for the first time. We're looking forward to have you over and over and over again. No, thank uh, you for letting me in the family, guys. I appreciate oh, it, man. Great pleasure. Yeah, the welcome, team is welcome. growing. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the su- subscribe button on the YouTube channel if you're watching this podcast on YouTube. Uh, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone. Cheers.